0: This past, uh, this weekend, uh, I'm just getting back from uh, Houston, actually, uh, I drove out, a friend of mine from college, uh, they just had their first baby, uh, so I, I called dibs whenever I went for their wedding and said, look, I know I couldn't do your wedding, but I'm gonna baptize your first child. So it was a fantastic, uh, beautiful, beautiful celebration. It was really cool, though, to be around a young couple who are celebrating their first baby. Now I know my friend, my my good dear friend Katie, we went to LSU together, we've been knowing each other now for 10 years or so, um, and I know her very well. Like over the course of our time at LSU, uh, she wanted to be a mom, probably more than anything else. Like if she had the choice between anything and mom, she would have done it, right? Trying to give her a million dollars, whatever, like no chance, this girl wanted to be a mom. then we went, I got to go and be around their house and be with her and see her interacting with her baby, and I don't know if she realized what she was getting herself into by wanting to be a mom. Middle of the night, Ah. oh, praise God for celibacy, (laughs) (laughs) hungry, baby doesn't want it give it give it a little the the noonie nope doesn't want that get nope doesn't want that but he's still crying figure it out good luck right um after feeding oh he's gonna be satisfied it's gonna be good he's gonna go right to sleep no then you have this thing called a burp cloth and when that thing gets saturated the burp cloth becomes about as slick as a visqueen so it just it just trickles all down your clothes Just hope you're not wearing anything nice, because it kind of stinks, and it's formula, and it's just, yeah. So the reality of being a mom, I don't know if it matched up too much with what she was dreaming of when we were in college together. Right? The reality of being a mom is a little bit different than the Hallmark movie, (laughs) right? And don't worry, Christmas is uh, six months away, so next week all those Christmas movies are going to be starting. And if you, know what I, you don't know what I'm saying, just wait. You're going to see the mom, the, you know, the, the, the picture of the mom as it should be on Hallmark. And it's going to probably make you feel a little bit bad about your life. It's okay. Don't worry about it. You're in this together, ladies. It's all good. But the thing is, is that the reality doesn't really, it, it's, it's not the same as what she dreamt of. I think we see this a lot of times with relationships with young people. God, they awkward, we're talking, we're texting, we whatever friends. I don't even know the levels anymore. There was like three back in the day when I was in school and dating. Uh, it really worked out. But there was about three when I was dating back in, in the day. Now there's like 17 and they had 75 different ways of social media that are involved. Uh, and you got to do the perfect formula because if not... You're off, right? It ain't gonna work. Um, but anyway, you look at young people relationships, man. It's like the puppy love stage. We getting to know each other. No, you hang up, right? <laughs> Why you didn't answer my text yesterday, right? Like it's just that kind of thing. It's beautiful. The reality is, that's not marriage. Reality is, is that not everybody's, like if you think of like movies and things, they try and show it up as something that it's not, like not everybody's husband is Ryan Gosling. (laughs) It ain't going to happen, I'm sorry, like the notebook is fake, like it just is. Not everybody's wife is Rachel McAdams, it's really okay, it's just the reality is that's not the case, that's not how things are. For each of us, like I think the reality sometimes kind of slaps us in the face whenever it's time to actually live this dream of ours. As a priest, in the seminary, it's really easy to dream of what you're going to do and ho- how you're going to preach and everything you're going to say and all these cool things that you're going to do with people and meeting them in their hard parts of life. But then you actually sit down across from a family who just lost somebody. And you're in the hard part of life with them and it's not quite what you dreamed of i think all of us in some way shape or form are being called to live in reality and not in some kind of dream in some kind of fake world today in our gospel it's really easy to think of this as like a picture like a movie where it's really pretty and everything like Jesus is walking and preaching, healing the sick, and there's a pile of people following him. There's 5,000 people that are following him and they're hungry. And he says, What are we going to do to help them? And he doesn't know the end. Like, we don't know, the, the, the apostles sitting there don't know the end of the story. But they got no way, they don't know what they're doing, they, they're completely lost. It's a normal day. It's a normal day in the Holy Land. Probably happened up in Galilee. They're walking around in the hill country. Just like it's a normal day when a mom is carrying a baby, right? And there's vomit and all kind of other things happening, right? Just like it's a normal day whenever a relationship is fantastic or breaks down in a marriage, Just like it's a normal day for a priest to sit across from a a couple who's struggling or sitting across from a family who just lost someone. It's a normal day. But God wants to work within the normal day. This story, the most striking thing I think for me right now in this story, as I was praying with it and as I was looking at it, is the kid. Like put ourselves in a position of this kid. I've got a couple of pieces of bread, a couple of fish. Woke up this morning, made myself a little po' boy, right? I'm, I'm heading out for my day. I come across this big crowd with this guy standing in front, talking to him. They want to take my food. <laughs> it's a normal day with normal things around him. And Jesus looks at the kid and just asks for his food. Now, if I'm that kid, I'm probably not going to give him everything. I'll probably be like, yeah, here's a couple of pieces of bread. Here's one piece of fish. I'm going to make sure that I'm okay, that I'm sustained. That's not how he works. That's not how God works. I think each one of us in our lives, sometimes we're like, yeah, I'm going to give whatever I can, Lord. Like, yeah, I'm going to meet you. I'm going to offer you what I can, but as long as I stay safe. As long as I stay taken care of. But the kid, I think, teaches us all something very, very, very profound today. Give it all. And let God work. Like, give all that you have. And let God work. In that kid's hands, that was going to remain five pieces of bread and two fish. But when he he gives that raw material to Jesus, Jesus does something miraculous. Give it all, and just let God work. Now look, Father, I, I, I understand what you're saying, like, yeah, it makes sense, that's really cool, but like, Man, like, I give a lot. I do a lot for the church. I, I, I'm good with my relationship with God. Like, I, I sit and I pray, my whole, I pray my rosary every single morning. Beautiful prayer. But I pray my rosary every single morning in 10 minutes. And I give that to God every day, and that's my gift. Great. Give a little bit more. I think sometimes for us, like a very practical thing we can do, just to kind of examine how much are we actually giving to God? How much space are we actually making for God? Sit back and look at our calendar after a week. Where did we put, where do we make space for God? Like how have we budgeted time for our relationship with God in a profound way? Like, really intentional way. Where have we given him space in our day to work? See, the thing is, is that God, a lot of times, he's very patient with us. He's very polite. He'll sit back and just kind of say, nope, okay, you're going to keep doing that? Okay, well, you got this next thing? Okay, you got this next thing? That's fine. And he'll sit back and wait all day for us to turn to him. For each one of us, I think it's just a good way, especially at this point in the the year, at this point, the summer's kind of winding down. We're about to get back into just the rhythm of school and the rhythm of life, and everything's going to pick up again. Like as we're coming to the end of the summer, it might be a good time for all of us just to take a step back and say, all right, Lord, where do you want time in my day? Where do you want space in my day? See, the beautiful thing is is that God, he doesn't need a Hallmark movie or the notebook to work. He likes doing his best work in the simple, mundane, boring details of life. Like God doesn't need like absolutely it's a fantastic gift of the church to have somebody like Mother Teresa and John Paul II over the last hundred years that have just been saints that have been beautiful witnesses to the church. Amen. Hallelujah. But God wants to work in our lives, in our simple, in simple, mundane, boring, and profound ways. Like, before thinking I'm, I need to be the next Mother Teresa and I need to go start a convent, before thinking I need to become the Pope, before thinking that I need to be some kind of major speaker that's like out there all the time and like my face is broadcasted all over the world, before doing that, like, let's stop for a second and first be a good dad. Be a holy father to your family, be a loving daughter to your parents, even when they don't deserve it. Like for each one of us, I think, sometimes we want to think of the theoretical when in reality, when when ultimately God wants to work in the reality of our lives. Like he wants to work in the here and now, in the details of our life, every single day. And we have the opportunity every single day to give him that space. That's what transforms us. That's what transforms a family. That's what transforms the world. Is first letting God work in us. And then letting that overflow to others. In a real way. Today we're not called to live in some kind of dream world, in some kind of movie We're called to live in reality. We're called to receive God in reality. We're called to let him come in and touch our reality by first giving everything and holding nothing back. In a few minutes, that's exactly what he's going to do. The same way that the multiplication of the loaves, went out and fed everyone, God's going to touch us in our reality. He's going to meet us in the here and now, and the same way that Jesus Christ on that mountain so many years ago fed a bunch of hungry people, God's going to turn around and He's going to look at us tonight and He's going to feed a bunch of hungry souls so that we can go out and share Him without holding anything back. So tonight, as the Lord gives Himself to us completely, no strings attached, let us give ourselves back to Him and just give it all.